Hello and a very warm welcome to your Active's Health Podcast, where we dive into EU health policy and bring you the latest health news from Europe every week. I'm Jedra Pesetskita, and in this episode I have a pleasure of speaking with Justyna Wiedzinska, a Polish pro-abortion activist who got sentenced in mid-March for eight months of community service. Her crime? Sharing abortion pills with another woman back in 2020, when Poland's constitutional court approved a highly restrictive new law that de facto banned abortion in the country. Justyna, thank you so much for being with us today. Could you please tell us what happened back in 2020? Yes, it started in February 2020. Um, I shared the pills with abortion pills with another person who contacted Abortion Without Borders, um, one of the members of Abortion Without Borders. She asked uh, desperately uh, for help. She was like really begging us to to help somehow because she couldn't go abroad and f- um, to get abortion in uh, in Germany. Uh, and my colleagues contact me and, and asking if I have peace for my own use. And when I heard the story, what was behind that, that there was a violent relationship, I decided that I have no other choice than do it. And I decided to pack the pills and send. Uh, the reason why I got sentenced was that the husband uh, of this uh, person, we call her Anya, he informed the police about uh, the, uh, that she received uh, some package. He was controlling her email. So he got the information and he called the police. So the police came to the house and uh, took the pills so she couldn't do abortion. Uh, and, and because of this, um, police uh, got my phone number. So they got my name and when they realized that I'm an abortion activist. They uh, give me charges of uh, helping abortion and uh, putting uh, into the market the abortion pills without special licenses. So I received two charges uh, during the uh, the court case, which uh, we've been in for the whole year almost, because it started in April 2022. Um, actually, I was sentenced only by helping in abortion. So do I get it right that handing the pills is a criminal activity, but having them for your own personal use is allowed in Poland? Polish law is tricky for, even for the Polish citizens. Uh, we can have abortion for our own use. We can use abortion pills uh, by ourselves, so we can do self-managed abortion uh, at home. Uh, but helping if uh, it's uh, it's not regulated, so for for the court, helping means a lot. Uh, helping means that I send the pills even if I didn't have been in contact with uh, with Anya, even if I didn't influence her decision, even I just give her a tool to decide if she wants to be in uh, in this pregnancy or she wants to stop this pregnancy, and uh, th- and the judge decided that this is the the helping. Back then, back in 2020, were you thinking about any possible consequences when you were sending out the pills? And also, I'm just wondering, what was the reason behind you agreeing to help? The reason why I uh, decided to share my own pills was that there was a violent relationship. Uh, she was living with the very controlling partner. He was checking her phone. 
checking her email. And for me, a person who's who was living in the same circumstances, my husband was also very controlling and there was not only uh, psychological violence, but other more. And uh, I decided uh, that uh, I don't have any, any other choice. When you hear that, please don't call me, this is the key word, you know there is a lot of behind this. So I just decided to share the pills and I want her to be able to decide whatever she wants. For me, uh, the, my own abortion in, in when I was living with um, a violent partner was the, the reason I felt uh, that I can fight for my own freedom and I wanted uh, the same for her. And now, since you got the sentence, how do you feel and what are the next steps that you are planning to take? From the very beginning, I wasn't feeling guilty. Uh, for me, uh, like helping other people is uh, not a crime, uh, especially in a situation when uh, she is living in a violent relationship, uh, when she is begging and she's so desperate that she wants to even do unsafe things. So sharing the pills, helping other person in such situation when you really actually saving life, somebody's life, is not a crime. So I'm not ashamed of this. I'm not feeling guilty. Every time I said I, I would do the same. Uh, and also through the whole year, I was uh, answering calls on Abortion Without Borders helpline, and I do it every day, and I support people with the abortion. And next steps... I just go to the appellation court and uh, because the judge who was uh, in like judging in my uh, my court case she's uh, she was nominated by the general prosecutor and there is a political story behind of this uh, we know that um, we have to appellate we have to uh, be vocal about uh, her nomination her promotion to the uh, after giving the verdict in my court case And we will go to the appellation court and see what will happen there. Uh, if the appellation court will keep the same verdict, because uh, it's also um, like influenced by the general prosecutor, who is also the Ministry of Justice in Poland, uh, we will go to the European courts and uh, and uh, look for the justice there. You mentioned that every day you receive calls from women who are seeking help. And uh, I wonder what is the situation now in Poland and what kind of stories do you hear when you pick up the abortion without borders phone? Mostly there are people uh, who get to contact with us with uh, unwanted pregnancy, who just don't want to have kids and just want to stop the pregnancy. Uh, to be honest, we don't ask anybody for a reason why uh, why she or he wants to stop the pregnancy, because for us it doesn't matter what the story is behind of this. But we hear a lot uh, because people feel that they They have to tell uh, the story. They they have to explain why their situation is so important that they decided to stop. And this is the stigma. This is how we uh, are stigmatized among our uh, families, among uh, how we self-stigmatize uh, ourselves. So uh, we know that, um, and because of the change of the Polish law, who uh, withdraw the, the cause of um, uh, possibility to stop the pregnancy um, uh, because of the fetal abnormalities in Polish hospitals, uh, there are really awful stories behind of this because we know that from time to time women are diagnosed uh, very late or doctors hide the diagnosis behind of them 
or don't say that they see some uh, abnormalities in this, or they just uh, want to have um, kids and they they are diagnosed and there is a uh, there is a situation of crisis in their family. Uh, so this is the very touching moment for us, and uh, we uh, we hear that uh, that this is the tough situation for those those people. And uh, we try to do uh, a lot, really a lot, to put the woman in the or pregnant person in the center of the situation to really ask about the needs, what she needs uh, in the situation, if uh, if she needs, and to try to fill those needs uh, in a different ways, uh, paying for abortion, just uh, having a person, friendly person, letting the, this this people to have a friendly person in the hospital, in the clinic, and we know that uh, they are treated in the foreign clinics very well completely in a different way they are treated in Polish hospitals. And they that we hear from them many times, they are so surprised that they, uh, they are treated with a dignity, with the respect, and they are so grateful about this. Among those that you are helping, you also get calls from women coming from Ukraine. Unfortunately, there are war crimes, rape happening, and I wonder how many Ukrainian refugee women uh, your orga- organization already helped? We start to count uh, people who uh, who came from the Ukraine, and among those who uh, inform us about the, uh, from which part they, the world that they are coming, it was um, around 2,000 Ukrainian uh, people who inform us that they they came from the war zone and uh, they need abor- access to abortion in Poland. And uh, we help around 20 people uh, to, with the travel, uh, to the Netherlands, mostly to the Netherlands, uh, with the abortion in second trimester. Uh, other people, around 2000, uh, got uh, abortion pills to stop the pregnancy below the 12 weeks. Women that call you, what options do they have? So up to 12 weeks, uh, the, the World Health Organization says that you can use abortion pills Mifepristone and misoprostol at home. You don't need uh, to be controlled by a doctor. So people order pills from organization Women Help Women. From they they can order them on their website, and they are delivered by the post. But uh, so they the the package with the pills come to their homes actually. And uh, abortion in uh, up to 12 weeks looks like a heavier period. So every uh, person who's having period every month can deal with it. Uh, and uh, if you are more than 12 weeks, uh, you can travel to Germany or Austria up to 14 weeks uh, or to Netherlands up to 22 weeks. Their abortion can be done without giving any reason. Uh, and uh, in UK, uh, abortion on demand can be accessible up to 24 weeks. Uh, if, if the person is pregnant higher than 24 weeks, uh, and the, there sh- the abortion is possible, but in a situation of fetal abnormalities or when the life or health is at risk, and then we need the full documentation to to have this kind of people to get access to abortion. As far as I know, abortion is not cheap, and then there are travel costs that adds up for those who need to get it outside of Poland. Um, how is this possible financially? We help everyone, no matter uh, the financial situation, no matter the family situation, no matter from which country are you coming from. We help uh, Polish citizens, we help refugees, 
for us, it doesn't matter who you are. The, the matter is that you need abortion. And as you said, abortion costs. Uh, we don't receive uh, financial support for Polish government. Uh, from time to time, we receive financial support for other governments like Belgium government, French government, Netherlands embassy. So, uh, but mostly abortion well borders is uh, supported by small donations from small donations from uh, people around the whole Europe. And we are so grateful. Without this money, we would not be able to support people uh, who need abortion and don't uh, are able to pay for it uh, with uh, with this. And uh, we we know that we will do anything uh, to to have this money. And this is why we came to Brussels to ask the European Parliament about some financial support. And we really count on on those countries who are in the European Union uh, to support us, the Abortion Without Borders Initiative, to harm the reduction the Polish government did. And I just wondered then, how did the meeting in the parliament go? It was very, very touching moment because they they support uh, many of European parliamentarians supported us uh, during the this court process. Uh, so uh, we've been laughing and uh, really happy that it it, it ended. Uh, but of course, there were some some promises behind of this, and I really hope that uh, those promises will end with some results. Uh, but let's uh, let's uh, keep it uh, for a secret right now and don't tell which which country wants to support us because we have to continue these conversations. We've met also with um, uh, European commissioners uh, and also the, there will be discussions about how um, human rights defenders can can count on the uh, on those uh, commissioners with the support. Uh, among the Polish jurisdiction system. While we're talking, I'm just thinking that uh, not so long ago, European Contraception Atlas was published. And I remember when looking at the map um, that presents access to contraceptives, um, there are different shades of green for countries that are doing better and shades of red for countries that uh, where the access is not as good. And then there is Poland that is the only country in dark red uh, being the worst country in Europe regarding the access. And uh, it's actually getting worse every year with access to contraceptives. Um, so it seems really troubling for me that um, a country that does not provide good access to family planning contraceptive options has de facto banned abortions. Yes, it is. Uh, it's not only about the contraceptive, also the emergency contraceptive, the access to healthcare is a, it's a very tough uh, task for us, the, the people living in Poland to get. So we need a lot of things to be done in this country, not only in a health reproductive life, but uh, women's reproductive life, but also in other uh, other like regions of healthcare. Thank you so much, Justina, for being here with us today. Uh, it was a great pleasure, and um, I think you're inspiring for many many women out there. Uh, do you have any final thoughts to share with our listeners? Yes, I want to tell that because uh, in Poland there are lots of uh, foreigners who come to to uh, to this country. It's a beautiful country. You, there is a lot of nice places to to see. But if you need access to abortion or access to contraceptives, uh, please call number two 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 nine two two five nine seven, and you will get our support in this. Thank you again, Justina.
for our listeners, if you're enjoying your Active's Health podcast, a friendly reminder that you can subscribe to our newsletter that comes out every Wednesday, the same weekday as our podcast. We will make sure to keep you updated with the main EU health news. And also don't forget to check other Euractiv's podcasts such as AgriFood Brief, Tech Brief and Beyond the Byline. And you can listen to us on all of your favorite podcast platforms. That is all from us today. Thank you for listening. We also want to hear from you. So if you have something to say, don't hesitate to drop us a line. Our email address is podcast at Euractiv.com or contact us on Twitter or LinkedIn. This episode was brought to you thanks to our multimedia team, so special thanks to them and one and only Jonas Hellebuck. Until next Wednesday, stay healthy.